Hello and welcome back to Be The Change. So today's episode is going to be a really good one, especially considering the conditions and the situations that we're all um, surrounded by right now, which is why does God let bad things happen to people? Um, Again, in case you're new to this podcast, um, I created this set of episodes to share a message from God which is included as a part of this podcast and those were words that he wanted me to share with humanity words that came from him and the rest of the podcast is basically either my sharing some experiences that led me to the creation of the podcast and then also some of the things that I learned throughout the experiences that I was going through to prepare me to be able to prepare this whole podcast and You know, one of those experiences, which I didn't realize at the time, was basically getting me ready to answer this question for you. And that question is, why does God let bad things happen to people? Why does God let anything happen? Now, just as a quick recap, last week I shared God's message with you. And that message that I shared was shared with love because that's how God intended it. But I feel like I would be doing you a disservice if I didn't say that when he used the words, man must change, that he meant them. And it's not like in this foreboding sort of way. It's more like he wants us to change so that we can evolve, so that we can start working towards reaching our full potential. But in the end, it's important that you understand that your choice is so much greater than what you imagine and that the longer you wait, the more difficult that choice may become. Because remember that the more difficult situations become around you, the more difficult it becomes to change because in this situation, we're fortunate enough to be given this standstill where we're forced to focus on, you know, the more simple things and the more important things in life and the things that we really need. Um, But, you know, in different situations, that may not be the case. And, you know, in the beginning, I was a little concerned that I had waited a little bit too long to push this message. Um, This entire podcast, this is the second time that I make it. The first time that I made it, it was three years ago, which is when he asked me, like in that urgent sense, to just put it out there and share. And I'm just doing it again because I just wanted to revamp it and reshare it and pushing it out again. And I really feel like it's the the best job that I could do for him. Now, please remember that this is about you and not about who you are, but about who you want to be, about who you were meant to be or created to be. So be the change that you want to see in the world. And again, that quote is by Gandhi. Now, the good news is, is that it doesn't take anything more than a choice. You just have to make a choice and make a change. Now, throughout this series, I'm going to include some insight into how or why certain things work the way that they do. Because I find that sometimes people ask these questions and they never get answered. And so I'm going to try to answer every question that I could think of that's a major one, just so that it'll help you work through some of the situations in your life. Now, in this episode, like I said, I'm going to answer the question, why does God let bad things happen to people? Now, when I was really young, I remember reading this book called Why Does God Let Bad Things Happen to Good People? And while it was a really well-written book, I remember that it left me dissatisfied with the answer. It was part of a book that we had to read for school. There was just something in me that said, no, this isn't it. And I knew that there had to be more to it. And it wasn't until years later, a few years ago, in fact, that I would find out what that answer really was. And that being said, I just feel that I need to say that 
God will never be the cause of your pain. He is the one that carries you through it. And he doesn't cause you suffering. He's the source of your strength, which is why it's so important for us to learn to lean on him and to depend on him. And why he allows bad things to happen to people? Well, two words, free will. You see, we all have free will, and unfortunately, sometimes the free will of others can hurt us just as badly as our own. Because not only do our bad choices put us in bad situations, but you can imagine that the choices of the people that we surround ourselves with can do the same thing. The choices of strangers can even affect us. Heck, somebody in a lab thousands of miles away was messing with some virus and brought the whole world to a stop. We are so much more intertwined than we know, and that's why it's so important to change in the way that God is asking us to change. Okay, so let me tell you guys a story about a conversation that I had with God. It was the first time ever that I asked him why. So I don't know if you guys remember a few years ago when um, there was this terrorist group and they kidnapped all of those little girls in Nigeria. And... I felt broken and helpless and I think that I spent like about a week crying and I mean I know that it was an awful thing but for some reason and I really don't understand why it just hit me really really hard and like I said I had never questioned God before I really had never asked him why regardless and despite all the things that I had been through and that had been happening in my life but through this situation I couldn't help myself and with a lot of love and really just wanting to understand I asked him, why are you letting these things happen to these innocent children? Can't you just save them? Isn't there anything that you can do to remove them from their situation? And you know, God replied in a question. He said, what about other children who are being hurt in the same way in other parts of the world? And I said, yes, them too. And then God asked, and how about the children who are being neglected? And I thought about it and I started to see where he was going with this, but I continued and I said, yes, them too. And then God asked, and how about the children in the world that have not enough to eat? And this time I stayed quiet. You see, I already understood where he was going with this and I understood his answer, but God continued and he said, where do you draw the line? When do our actions turn into a violation of the free will of man? And at that point, I had heard everything that I needed to hear. And I understood it more deeply than our conversation had even reached. I understood. I finally understood why. And I hope that you understand too. You see, God would never do anything to hurt you, to put you in harm's way, because he hurts when you hurt. But just like any good parent would do, Sometimes you have to let your children suffer the consequences of their actions so that they can learn a lesson. Because we learn just as much from our failures and wrongs as we do from our successes and the right things that we do. And in the case of this world, because of free will, we also end up learning from the failures and the mistakes of others, whether it's people we surround ourselves with or sometimes if it's a big enough thing, somebody that we don't even know. At times, we learn life's greatest lessons from our biggest failures. So the important part is learning to take that lesson with us. Now, that being said, it's also important that 
the mentality that you have about this life changes because, you know, people have been swept up in this crazy whirlwind of a life that doesn't really give us time to think. I mean, it was already hard enough before when we were already preoccupied with, you know, waking up, working, coming home, cooking, kids, cleaning, sleep, and then repeat. And and now with the addition of social media, not that I have anything against it, but it's it's that even if you have three minutes of downtime while you're waiting for, you know, an Uber or a doctor's office appointment or whatever. Now we instinctively go to our preferred social media platform, scroll down or click into that black hole of posts like Facebook or Instagram. And so besides always trying to make more and more and more and more money and the amassing of material things, big houses, nice cars, Labouton shoes and Louis handbags, now we added social media and social media popularity to the mix. And Well, the problem is, is that it's not what life is really about. If you're doing that and you're basically on that like never ending merry-go-round that luckily now has had a chance to stop. But if you're on that merry-go-round, then if you really focus on it and you really look inside yourself, you'll realize that you're living empty. You're wasting your time here because those forces, the ones that work against you, well, if Even if they didn't have a hand in creating the superficial lifestyle that humanity is living, then they must be loving whoever did. You see, our purpose isn't to become more rich or more famous or powerful. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with being rich or famous or powerful or whatever. There's honestly nothing wrong with being any of those things. I mean, it's not about what you have or where you are in life. The human way of life that we've created. It's about how you got there. Who were you to get there? What kinds of things did you choose to do to get to where you are and to become who you are? Life is really about finding a balance between man's creations and God. About finding a way to conform to the fact that you have to go to school and we have to go to work and we have to do X, Y, and Z but we have to learn to do so with kindness and acceptance, with things like love and charity, humility, all of those virtues. The life that you live is all about learning and growing. It's about bettering yourself. It's like a school, except that instead of getting better at math or reading, we're supposed to be striving to become more kind, more accepting, more forgiving. It's about practicing the virtues that Jesus taught us while he was alive, living the way that he taught us to live. So you see, life was not intended to be easy all the time. A lot of the times it's work. And most of the time, good choices will make for an easier life, whereas the wrong choices will make life more difficult. But regardless, life will always be teaching us something. And of course, you do have to take into account that, you know, the poor choices that those around you make will also have the potential to affect you. And that's also like when you're in a regular or conventional classroom. Now, it's always been the hope for humanity that man would learn to avoid the difficulty by avoiding those poor choices. But as we all know, that hasn't exactly been the case. Now, no matter what you've done in the past and no matter who you've been, none of that matters. It's who you become that matters. It's who you choose to be. 
And remember that old Chinese proverb that I mentioned in the message from God, the one that says, give a man a fish and you feed him for a day, teach a man to fish and you have fed him for a lifetime. Well, you see, just like what happens when you give someone something that they don't have to work for by solving someone's problems, all you're really doing is teaching them how to depend on you. Now, take a minute to think about that. We just stumbled upon such an important actuality and another answer, the understanding of why God doesn't interfere in our decision making. So it's not just about why does he let these bad things happen, which we already concluded he does so, so as to not interfere with our free will. But now it's understanding why he doesn't even interfere with our thought process so that we don't make those choices that will put us in those bad situations, right? So the point is, is that God doesn't interfere in our decision making, regardless of whether they are going to negatively affect us or others, because the choices that we make are like ripples that are created after a single drop of water hits the surface of a liquid. And we have to learn not to depend on God to step in and put a stop to those ripples or to keep that drop of water from ever hitting the surface. Because if he did that, then all we would ever learn in this life is dependency rather than our being able to learn to make the right decisions for ourselves. So the purpose of life is to grow and evolve and change on our own. We must learn to do this. We are responsible for our own growth without being dependent on any outside source. Naturally, the deeper the hole that you're in, the harder it's going to be to climb your way out. But the important thing to remember is, is that you have all the tools that you need to get out. There is a way out. You just have to be determined enough to get there. Now, looking into the future and into the next few episodes, in order to change my personal patterns, I worked on one positive thing at a time. And once I had mastered that one thing, I moved on and I built on it with the next one. And I did that until I had completed every last one. Now, I'm not saying that I don't fall every now and then, but the falls are seldom and it's become really easy to get myself back up and move forward. And I use my failures as lessons so that I really try my best not to repeat them. Anyway, I wanted to share those tools that I used to make that change within myself with you. And like I said before, the change that occurred around me just by changing my patterns and perspective were just like that ripple that that drop of water creates. I really saw it everywhere around me very slowly as I started to change. Now, that being said, starting next week, I'm going to give you the first tool that you can work with. Um, I'm going to present the tools more or less in the order in which they were presented to me and in the order that I worked on them. Um, but until then, the best thing to do is to begin this week with gratitude. Just wake up every morning or make a certain time of the day because the easiest thing to do is to create a routine. Once you create a routine, you're set. And that way, even once we get back into our new normal or whatever it is that's going to be coming our way, it'll already be a set part of our day. So if you can walk outside and take a deep breath, if there's sunshine, just let the sun hit your face and just close your eyes or open them and look around and just be thankful for everything that you can see. 
that you can hear and that you can feel. Be thankful for everything that you can do for those around you, for all of the simple things in your life that you've had a chance to, to focus on, that you've had a chance to pay more attention to these days. Anything, anything really that you're truly thankful for. It would be good if you could go to YouTube and find a meditation that uses binaural beats. Um, that's B-I-N-U-R-A-L. And you can listen to that. Binaural beats are cool. They are said to um, alter brainwave function. And that alteration helps deepen relaxation, meditation, sleep, and a bunch of other things. And the theory behind binaural beats is that when exposed to two different frequencies at the same time, like you have one in each ear because you're supposed to use it with um, headphones or AirPods or whatever, um, the brain actually perceives a single tone that's the difference between the two separate frequencies. So your brain, in a sense, tunes into that new frequency, which is what alters the state of your mind. And I only mention this because um, sometimes, for example, for my husband, he finds it really difficult to, to do anything that really requires him to completely clear his mind because he has so much going on in his head that he says that if he just sits there trying to like be grateful or thankful or whatever or meditate, he says he just ends up thinking about all the things that he has to do and he can't get it done. But I found that by providing him with this advice, and I found one for him on, on YouTube somewhere, and just like everything, there are some that are much better than others. But he found that by using those uh, binaural beats or meditations that included it, that he was able to focus and meditate and just come to a place of calm and get to a place where he could clear his mind. And whether you end up using the binaural beats or not, when you practice gratitude, the important thing is that you don't just think of the things that you're thankful for, but that you actually allow yourself to feel the gratitude for those things. Be grateful to God for everything that you can think of, because even when you think that you have nothing, you still really have so much more than so many other people in the world. So practice gratitude every day for one week and see how that one little thing really starts to change your outlook on things increases your positive attitude, your positive energy, and your general well-being. Now, I'll leave you with that for today, and next week, I will start with the tools. Thank you, and I hope you have a really, really nice week. May God bless you.